là có ý sai It's now, for me, more than a chazoke to be presented to this cupboard that the Israel magazine gives me to be the one to say the final few words in the Eden. In these gatherings of the Archicale, of this sort. And every time I emphasize the Kesher that I feel between the Ne'ilah of the Kippur, which is the most wonderful day for every year, and the Ne'ilah of these few days, which were for us, for many of us, I can say with very clear, a very clear statement. Some of the most wonderful days in our life. And I keep on emphasizing the Akhrayas that I feel to be the one standing here and saying these words of need. Because it probably should help that I shouldn't ruin the wonderful taste that we have in our mouths and all the wonderful things that we heard from Brazil Zionism these few days. Lemaise, when, when we say goodbye to such wonderful days, the big problem that we have is what, how to continue from here. There's a famous marshal from the Dubna Magic. Everyone knows the marshal, but I'll repeat it now just to start off the Mizrach. Dubna Magic says that there's, it's a nature by, by a lot of Yidin when it comes to Nihilat. And after the end of Nila, people become very misraggish and they start crying. So the Magad says, Marshall, he says, there was once a princess who was, came about that she was married to a very simple, very poor farmer. And she went to live in the farm and she started living completely a different life. A life of, of simple foods and, and hard work. And she wrote out to her father, to the king, and says, Father, have Rachmanis and come and save me from this terrible kind of life that I'm living, that I'm living here. And it's hard, and I can't take it, and please come and save me and get me out of here. So the king gets very scared, and he writes a, a quick telegram that in a few weeks, and this this day, he's coming to visit the farm and see what's happening. And all the people from this shop and this farm started preparing to, to greet the great king who was coming to visit them the first time in, in, in their history. And they cleaned up everything and they, everything became so beautiful and so sparkless and they made a beautiful, wonderful party and, they, and they, everything was, so, was, was in a celebrating mood. And the king came and spent a few days and every, every breakfast and every lunch and every supper was kingly. And after the few days, the king has to go back home and he calls his daughter and he says, My daughter, you wrote me a letter complaining of how hard you work and how, what coarse foods you eat. And I see everything is so wonderful, so kingly. And then she starts crying. 
And she cries and she cries. And the father says, what are you crying about? Look how beautiful everything is. So she says, you know why everything's so beautiful? Because you came to visit. Of course, when you come to visit, and the king is here, everything becomes kingly, everything becomes beautiful. Everything becomes appropriate for you and for a princess. But what will happen when you go home? And I'm going to remain here on this farm. And everything will go back to the way it used to be. Then what will be? But the Bible says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes and gets a terrible complaint from the Nishaman. How, how the Nishaman is living in such a, a, a chulendika world. And how he suffers far away from Kedusha, far away from the king, from Vinusha B'Shamayim. So says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, let me go and see what's going on. And the Kodesh Baruch Hu comes and becomes close to us. And everybody does tshuva, and we have a wonderful day of Yom Kippur, and the Davins, the Malerent, and it's Kedusha, and it's Tyre. And then with Yom Kippur, all of a sudden, the starts crying. And it says to Kodesh Baruch Hu, these few days that you visited us, it was beautiful for me. But now when you're going away, the holy days are over. Now what's going to be? And that's when Mishama starts crying, when he knows going back to what he's called the old grind, and what will be now when, when the king won't be here anymore, won't be a young kid, won't be a Sarasimachu anymore? And that's when we start worrying. Now, the said, this problem, in days of this Iris, and it happens to us very many times, when we come in this Iris to a lot of wonderful things, and this problem attacks everybody, how to continue from here? And in seminars, the Baruch Hashem will be zeichet to the wonderful present Ben Hashemayim of the seminars for completely irreligious people. And we see the wonders how people are actually, in a few short days, change their lives completely and chayzer And in the curriculum, they have a special lecture called How to Go Home. It's a terrible, terrible problem. People who left complete secular surrounded, and all of a sudden they come back with tzitzis and with tichlach and their friends and they go back to work and their friends laugh at them. It's a terrible, terrible nesayim. And they're, they're given wonderful ideas of how to, how to break, how to go through this, these few days, the first few days of this bridge. Now I'm not going to be mezazel hasfashodim on the greatness of these people that we had mentioned until now, just this moment. But in a way, for us, the problem is much bigger. Because sometimes, as hard as extreme changes are, there is a, a nechamah, there is a, a certain a point where other it's a little easier. When a person makes an extreme change, sometimes it's terribly hard, but he knows exactly what he's supposed to do. But when someone has to change, and it's not an extreme change, when someone was a yid, a ben an eleche, frume, mensch, with kedusha and with teireh, and with tefillah, and with a couple of little a couple of little that we all have in the little corners of our houses. But in overall, Emma is a beautiful, 
wonderful Erechim, as is the case of everyone who is sitting here today, Bezer Hashem. And we have an Isaiah to make certain changes, small in commerce and in quantity, and large and enormous in Echus. But they're not drastic changes. It's not to put on a pair of tzitzes and you put it on and you take some almost glue and you paste it to your body and it's it. And whoever laughs at me, I'm wearing tzitzes, okay? But it's a, it's a delicate change. It's a change of balance. And here, it's sometimes much, much harder. And we are the problem of all our lives. Because I, I, I always feel all of us in our problems of Yiddishkeit, if we could, if we, like Lahavdu, Lahavdu, like the Goyim, the, the, the people of worship of the Goyim, the Galafim, if we could live a life as, is, as their idea, of a person like myself, like anybody sitting here, could say, I'm going to an extreme, and go with them to some faraway town, leave over our wives, leave over our children, leave over our panosis, and lock ourselves into a room, and eat bread and water, and learn until we faint, and faint until we learn, and live that kind of a life. It wouldn't be such a big problem. Many of us are willing to give away our lives for our college world. Many of us. And it's not the hardest thing in the world. To give away our life, and to give away our families, it's not the hardest thing in the world. If we believe that the rest of Hashem, we would do it. But here the problem starts, we have to start balancing. you got to come home, and you got to be nice, and you have to live a kosher, nice, normal Yiddish life. And you have to buy good food in the house, and you have to bring good clothes in the house. And you have to machan the children and keep them happy. You have to buy them a bicycle, and you have to keep them interested, and you have to be a nice person, and a Yiddish nice person, and it's not shady, you have to learn, you have to dive in, and all of a sudden you're taken by a problem of balance. And you have to balance a very, very delicate balance. How much to learn, and how much to be home. How long to dive in, not to be, not to overdo it, but without dive the cover on it. How much to cut yourself off from the, from the wide world, which is so... So, which, which we have, when, when you're involved in it, has so much beauty, officially, to offer, and calls us, and how much, and you can't get away from it. You can't knock yourself in from it. Because you open the door, it just, it just flies inside. You walk through the streets, it just hits you in the head. If we clack ourselves into the house, made it. But, but that's not the Ratzon Hashem. So the problem comes a problem of balance. A problem of balance. The Gemara says, the Gemara calls it that Moshe the Malach, when he told his Ebed, Shvar es Chavis, Ushmar es Yena. Break the barrel and be careful the wine shouldn't spill. Now we're in trouble. Break the barrel and the wine shouldn't spill. I'm willing to break the barrel, but the wine will spill out. Break the barrel and the wine shouldn't spill. Be a, 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 a nice, a good husband, a good father, a good wife, a good mother, a good grandmother, a good son, a good, a good brother, a good sister, and 
be involved in Torah and Yiddishkeit and Ruchnius in filler, and this should take up your life. Break the barrel and, and, and the wine shouldn't spill. And here we have a problem. This is how, this, this is the problem. And we came to this Yerche Kala, and all of a sudden we heard such wonderful ideas in our lives, how we can perfect ourselves, we can start feeling for Am Yisrael, we can start realizing that the, that, that the world which we're so involved in isn't as beautiful as it may seem. We can start, as the Bezirah says, let's not show off. Not show off? Like a shop. I'm willing to buy a sack and get dressed. That'll be the easiest. But to dress nicely and not show off. To dress nicely and not show off. I'm willing to take all my jewelry and throw it in the garbage. But wear a piece of jewelry and the sleeves. I'm willing to cook myself in the world. But know what's going on and try the television. Be, be a normal person because the Kodesh Baruch wants normal people to be over Hashem. Kodesh Baruch has a lot of angels being over him and he wants a normal, healthy pe- pe- people. He wants a normal, healthy home. And be over Hashem and dedicate your life to Kodesh Baruch to Am Yisrael. And balance this. And here's our problem. And now we have to go home. So if we could stay here, then it would be no problem. But we're going home, based Hashem. And you want to make changes. And you want to make changes. And the Israel sign doesn't have to be Nazi. And to get him on the phone is Chris Yamsuk, we know. So there's, so it's a problem. And it's not, there's no, there's no, there's no, it's not time to get him on the phone. Because, because it's, we have to do This is the problem that we have. And I don't think that I, in these, in these few words, I'm just... I'm just telling the feeling that I have after these few days, and, and Baruch Hashem, I, I wasn't participating as much as I should have this time. This time I heard all this year in Baruch Hashem. This time is, I heard less. But the little that I that I had heard, and I participated, I also I also Baruch Hashem became engulfed into the soldiers. And I know myself like this time. And now I went home with it. What's going to be now? Will I be able to fulfill everything that I that I that I decided or not? This is the problem that we have today. That we have to decide. Some kind of a, an exit in these few hours until we get home, Bezer Hashem. And I don't know if I'm the one to do it. But I just wanted to, you know, how I say to Shalom, take the problem. Now, I want to say over something, a, a piece of Torah, which may be, for, for some of the people sitting here, may be a little, a little guideline. Maybe. And if not, take it as a shtickle Torah. Maybe. I had said yesterday a story, a very interesting story that not everyone was here yesterday, I'll, I'll repeat it from the beginning. I told, I told you yesterday, really an interesting experience. I was driving from, from Bnei Brak to, to where I live, near Beersheba, Ophakim, and I gave a boy, a bochard, it was a bochard with a knitted yamuka, in Hebrew they called Kippas Ruga, and this is not my discussion at this moment, but it was a Mizrahi yeshiva boy, and I gave him a hitch, and I was sitting and talking to him, he was a nice, nice bocher, a Yiddish bocher. And I asked him a question. And I don't know if I should have asked him, I don't know if I'm polite, but I really asked at that moment, you know, sometimes I try to attack people, which I shouldn't. But at that moment, I really wasn't trying to attack him. I was really talking with time later. Because I became a little friend with him. And I asked him, let me ask you a question. In your imagination, 
you're a yeshiva bocher in Mizrahi yeshiva. I asked him, in your imagination, if the Rambam would get up now with Chiyas HaMesim, would come into our generation, would you imagine that he would put on a little yamel there and go to Mizrahi yeshiva? That's what I asked him. And he said, uh, he said, yeah, he said, I don't, I don't think Rambam would be a yamel there, but... Uh, but it doesn't mean anything. I'm an Alechabacha. I said, you're right. I didn't mean to. So I just wanted to let you how you look at things. And this boy happened, I found out later, he's the son of a very, very famous doctor in Israel, an American, American uh, internist. His name is Professor, and he in Israel, someone was Professor Kuma, doctor, that's the worst. <laughs> professor Shimon Glick. He's an internist in Beersheba, and he's a, a famous, not much a world famous doctor. People in America, doctor in America, told my father, he says, you come to me? Did you have Professor Glick in Beersheba? And he's an Elohim, he has a son, a Kailman, a Emerson, a Choshev, a Goman, a Briska Yeshiva. And this is his second son, I don't know his whole family, but he's an Elohim, Mamish an Elohim, the famous Dactus in terms. I heard him, I never met him. And three days later, I get a letter in the mail, and it says, Bizealosh. It says, Kvodarak Ninkus. Todaraba, thank you very much for giving Yish to my son that night. I have a question to oppose on you. Yishli Shelabashu. In your imagination, if the Rambam would get up Tchias HaMesim, would you allow him to become a Ram in any yeshiva since he studied, uh, studied, studied medicine and philosophy and he was a scientist? Thank you very much. The Kavadrav, Shimon Glee. These are the words he asked me. Now, he really gave me, he gave me a punch back and, it was, and I deserved it. But now the question is, what's the answer? Let me, let me tell you what the answer on his question is. It's a good question. He asked me a good question. And this is something that bothers a lot of people. And we're attacked by this question a lot. In America, in my days more, and today less, because today science and, and uh, today the, the parents today don't have the goal to send the children to medical school. But I still remember when that was the goal of every parent. The parent didn't have the goal of the son should be a millionaire. The parent didn't have the goal of the son should go to medical school, should be a doctor. And in Israel, it still exists to a certain extent. A lot of other countries in the world, it exists never. And the question is, why are Yeshiva Bacham are so unsecular? Why aren't they learning? Why don't they learn a little science, a little, a little, etc., etc.? And it's a question. The Ramam learned. And this is the question that he opposed on me, but he gave, me, he gave it to me with a punch. And I said, I deserve it. Let me tell you the answer how I understand the answer to this question. And I'm going to speak a little at length, because the answer I'm going to tell you is a beautiful, beautiful answer. And I can say it with those, these words because it's not mine. The truth is, to answer such a question, the only one who can answer this question is the Ramah the Rama himself. And there's a Chumas Aramba. There's a letter from the Ramba that he writes, and I don't have the Sefer with me, and I don't know how to quote the beautiful, beautiful words with their exactness, but I'll quote it according to my memory, and I think you'll get the gist of it, because an actor is whoever is interested should find the beautiful words of the Ramah. The Ram writes a letter to somebody, I don't remember to whom. And he writes like this. He writes, Nish ba'ani. He felt it, felt it necessary to, to swear. He said, I swear, he says, by Hashem. The Rambam felt necessary, which means he was trying to say something which he was afraid he wouldn't be believed. He says, I swear by Hashem, he says, that all the Chachmas, the all the studies that I learned, 
and he was a philosopher, and he was a scientist, and he learned all, he studied all the secular subjects in, in, from the Chokhmah from Sayyidonis, what, what, what he calls Chokhmah Sayyidonis. Not so simple as that, but Chokhmah Sayyidonis is, but in simple language, that's what it's called. Not so simple. Let that go into, into this prayer. So he says, I swear to you, he says, that all these, he says, were to me, Rakochos, Tabochos, Umanakios, Tzidoyniois, Moyavios, Edoyniois. Vatoyno, he had Vino, Ayeles of Ovim, the Yanas Chay, Radecha Yerbucho Bochol Ace. And I will translate it. He says, my English isn't that good to translate exactly, but just the gist of it. All these Chokhmas, he says, were to me, Rakochos, Tabochos, Manakios. Like I have in my house, I have a cleaning lady, and I have in my house a cook, and I have in my house someone who, who prepares my medicines, and they are doimiyos, tzidoimiyos meyaviyos. Women from Moab, women from Edoim, women from Tzidoim. Vatoira, he had the vida, she is my beloved wife. She is the head of the, 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 the core of the house, the vida. She is the one who I love. She is the one who that her love is with me at all times. These are the beautiful words of the Ramah. Now, let me explain how I understand telling you what I'm trying to tell you. The Ramah is telling you a mushal. And it's obvious that it's a mushal. But the Ramah is telling you a mushal. And I'll explain the mushal the way I understand it in very simple language. You have a rich man, and he has a household, and he has the 16 rooms, I'm not talking like today, but olden times rich, rich people were rich, and they had a, a big household, a lot of slaves, a lot of servants. And he has in his house cleaning ladies, and he has in his house cooks, and he has in his house all kinds of women running around and taking care, upkeeping his household. And he has a wife. Now, if you walk into the house, you'll see a lot of ladies walking around. A lot of women walking around. And how many women does he need in this household? Let's say he needs ten women over here. Because he needs one to clean up, he needs one to babysit for the children, he needs one to cook. And he needs all these, he needs all these women running around. And he has in the center of his house the Gvira, his beloved wife. Now, if someone will come to this gentleman and suggest, I suggest that you are too, too many women running around here. So you say, wait a minute, I can't get them out of the house. I need them. I need them. If I get them out of the house, the house will be a chadishta. It'll be, it'll be a barn. I need them to clean up and I need them to cook and I need them. I need them. And life goes by. One day, someone notices that he is... Uh, He's putting an eye on one of these one of these women. He's looking at her. And looking at her not the, not the way he should. So he walked over to me and said, Get that lady out of the house. So he says, What do you mean? I need her. She has to clean up. So you tell him, Look, your house should be a barn. But get her out of the house. Because if she doesn't stay here any longer, then you're in trouble, then your whole house is going to explode. And this is, the, this is the answer on the question. Let me, I'll explain it in, in, in the process. The Rambam said, witness on himself. 
He says, I learned a lot of sciences. And I learned a lot of, I learned medicine and all kinds of sciences. And these are very important for me. But I never, I never gave a glance of love to any of these important things in my life. But they were important utensils. But I never gave a loving glance to any one of them. And the answer to the question this doctor asked me, and this is the answer, if we in our generation would be great enough to bring into the yeshivas science and medicine, and above all to learn science, and wouldn't find enjoyment, then we would do it and we need it. What happens is that all these things are enjoyable. When someone, when someone learns Chochmet, he starts enjoying it. And he becomes a doctor. And he becomes interested. And it becomes enjoyable. And he becomes attached. And he falls in love with the subject he's learning. And all of a sudden his wife starts complaining that he's putting her aside. And you tell him, get this lady out of the house. So you say, what do you mean the house will be? It will be a Chorbin. So you say, the house should be a Chorbin. But get it out. Because don't forget that the one you can build your home with is only the Gvira, only your beloved wife. And if you can look with affection on anybody else, as important as she is, get her out, because your house will explode. And the Rambam, Baruch Kotshoi, swore, he swore to Hashem, and he said, I swear to Hashem, that all these things, I had no enjoyment from them, I had no love for them. And I want to add something at both sides. I want to add something. And excuse me for saying this. How can we really know? How can we know? And I told, and I told us, I didn't tell this doctor because I didn't get the guts yet. But how can we know if the Rambam was saying the truth? We trust the Rambam. Should I tell you how we know? Because Excuse me, when there's love, there's children. The Rambam's children, if the Rambam would have fallen in love with medicine, then today in medical schools we would learn the Rambam. Because they would be the Rambam's children. And it's interesting, holy, hated the Rambam. The Rambam was called Harayfe Hagado. And his son, his physical son, was the Babram HaChassid. And none of the Rambam's Talmudim. And none of the Rambam's children were doctors or scientists. None of them. Do you know why? Because he, because Rambam wasn't married to them. Rambam was married to the Torah. And his children were the Torah. And the Rambam says to Abraham HaChosid, and doesn't say any place that he was a doctor. Until today, who are the Rambam's children? The children of the one who the Rambam loved. We, the Torah. Yad Chazoke, Pirish Mishnayis, Learned in the yeshivas, learned the kedusha b'tara, because they, we are children of Torah. We called b'nei Torah, and it was the only one who the Rambam was attached to. So the Rambam says, "Yeah, I need that." And we, in our generation, are by side. If we would be able to be completely unattached, we would also use some of these sciences. But we are so weak, and we're afraid, and we have right to be afraid. So we have to keep them out of the house. And we only keep the third. This was something which I wanted to tell you. 
And this is what I, this is what I, what the answer to this doctor is. That's the real answer. If you could be a professor, and your children should all be B'nai Torah, and your disciples should be B'nai Torah, then you could be a professor. But if you, if you could lecture in, in, in Bershevik University, that means that you're enjoying it. If you're enjoying it, that means that you, so you have you have a little girl running around the house, and all of a sudden you fell in love with her. Get her out. Because if you don't get her out, your house is going to explode. Because the only one who we're supposed to love is the player activation. Now, Rabbi I want to continue this marshal to our to our Islamic of this day, today. Lamaisa, we have a problem. We have a lot of Goyesh type running around in our homes. And we can't get it out. We have a lot of Goyesh type running around our homes. And if we get all this Goyesh type out, then we have a problem. Because we're living in America, we have to dress nicely, and we, we, we want to know what's going on, and it's a problem for us. The problem is the balance. But here is a, a, certain, a, a certain key. The question is, all these things going on, that we live through, besides terror itself, what place do they take in our lives? What affection do we give them? And, and I think that one of the very, 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 very simple ways of looking at this is first of all, when you love somebody, you give them extra hours. I don't want to be so, so outspoken, but everyone knows that. If someone has, someone has a guy running around their house, and the time for to go, he's throw out of the house, he's in the, but a chas show and the someone says, stay around a little bit, and you say, get her out. Extra hours and extra attention. Now we 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 live in, in America, and we have to, as I said, we have to, we, we are Americans, American Eden. But the question is, the extra hours and the extra attention. Rabbi Sai, I want to put it in very simple language. A television. Let me put it in very simple language. A television. Something which is spoken about so much at this at these few days, but let me just tell a little a little different way of looking at it. A television. It's interesting. Last seminar, a fellow came over to me. He was so excited about throwing out television. He says, "I work on computers. Can I keep? Can I have a television screen? Can I keep it?" So I say, "Yeah, that's not that's not what we meant." <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. You know what television is? The way I look at it, a television is is the secular life. But it's a kiss. That's what it is. It's a kiss. It's, it's, it's loving it. It's extra hours. It's, it's a chibuk vanishuk. If that all, all that, that, that is imposed upon us, and I'm not talking about dirty, about not mishkishenic programs. I'm talking about, you know, just, uh, just picking out the, the nicest. It means that if you have to live in America, and you, and a kodipopi threw you down over here, and you need in the house these See, doinies, adoinies, my obvious, these goyes, these shikses, who run around these disgusting, ugly styles, disgusting, ugly everything else which people, which, which, which all the goyes in the world teach us. And we walk out in the street and we live with them. But all of a sudden they say, you know what? Come to, come to my house. You're invited for a cup of coffee. 
and you put her into the living room. All of a sudden, she becomes part of the household. Oh, this is a love affair. Excuse me for the expression. This is a love affair. This is something else completely. And we tell the guys, we say, get her out because your house will explode. And the same is true with magazines. Magazines, we have them out of dress. You walk down Bar Park, we see the whatchamacallit, we see the, we see the windows, we go window shopping. Because we have to know, we have to know, we have to know what's in style. But all of a sudden, you understand, you take it into the house, and all of a sudden you start page after page and page after page of what's good in the style and the old style. And, and, and the same is true with all the schmutz and everything, all the stories. All this goyishkeit, all this goyishkeit, which we come in contact with, all of a sudden we start hugging it and kissing it. And all of a sudden it takes such a prominent place in our living room. Oh, this is dangerous. This is dangerous. Because your wife is going to start complaining. The Torah HaKadoshah says, you need this goyas around. Alright, but why such an affection? Why such a kiruv? Get them out. Get them out. How many know how many I had a dress? Dress a little poorly, but get them out. You'll give the chanetza, but get them out because once you take them into the house, and once the ha- once it becomes part of the household, then you're in danger. Then these goddesses become part of you and part of your family. And all these books that our children read, this schmutz, this schmutz. And really, what I'm saying now doesn't need all these drushes. We give them so much trash. Excuse me for the expression, such schmutz. I once asked, I once, a lady once came to me, I said, let me ask you something. She said, I said, is it clean? So she said, no. Is it beautiful? She says, no. So what? No. No. That's the answer. We know what that means. And the answer is like this, what I was saying. Because Torah in the Rambam's marshal and the Torah's marshal and all of Shir Shir was written in this way, Torah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Ishus. And Ishus is only when it's complete. And these are the first words every Yid says, Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem, Echot, with a big period. Echot, with its oneness. And if it's not one, it's not Ishus, it's something else. It's Goyish, it's not Yiddish. So the question is, no, what does no mean? You can have, you know, something little in a corner. Someone else that you love, excuse me for the expression, someone else that you, that you have affection for, someone very, very small, someone, you know, just, just hiding out in the corner there. This is an explosion of all beauty in the house. Because you can't get rid of it. I don't know, but just the fact that you can't get rid of it, you're so attached to it, this shows how straight it is. This shows how disgusting it is. This is not how show and bias between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because the Amish HaKadosh Baruch Hu's issues. And issues have to be with its beauty, with its completeness. And if not, it's not issues, it's something else completely. So again, we can't get these goyas completely, get rid of them. We need them. But we have to be careful that as much as we need them, as much as we are forced, we need them. And it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah, it's not even a very. It's a mitzvah, not only is it a very, it's a mitzvah. 
But this khiba that we have, this attachment, this is what's trade. And this little bit, sometimes, you know, someone said, you know, just once in a while, I opened, I opened the set. This once in a while, this once in a while is, is an outlet. And everything falls out through this hole. And I think this is a little guideline, maybe, for some of us. Because if we come home, and we find it hard to throw out certain things which we're so used to, we find it hard to throw out these magazines, this, these books and these televisions, the radios, we find it hard to get rid of it. We find it's, it's, it's tearing out a piece of us. And then we say, what? Well, I decide what to do. And then we start saying, wait a second, maybe, maybe we shouldn't. We have to balance. Here's the answer. If you find it hard, that's the sign that you've got to get it out. Because if you find that it's uprooting a piece of you, that means it became a piece of you. And if it became a piece of you, get it out. If it became part of you, then get it out. Because that shows that, there's, that you are divided. That you are divided between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and someone else. Someone else has a grasp on you. Then you should be sure to get it out. So, Rabbi Sai, I think I made my point. I hope. I want to really now just say one last word. On this, I want to end. I want to tell you, Rabbi Sai, Marshall, that I had once spoken in the previous seminar, but it's precious to me because more than once, I had said it before Nila. More than once I was mukhubit. I'm not worthy of it. Manush not worthy of it is not another. I don't think anybody of the Chavetz Chaim was a person who could speak before Nila. But I spoke, you know, it threw me into the, gave me that prize. And I said a mushroom before Nila and I wanted to say the mushroom and this I want to conclude. The Moshe that I speak is on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. And Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, we know that there's a wonderful time of tefillah, a wonderful time of Akoshet. Dear Shashem Behimotzai, Kira'uhu Beyosai Korev. And there is a very interesting Chazal that talks very harshly about wonderful Jewish people like ourselves. And I'm saying wonderful because Big Bala Musa said, Alavai, we should be, we should do like that. But the, the, the Chazal talk harshly of those that are Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, and I to make Shuvah, we must follow to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for Parnoseh, for life, for, our, for our, our happiness, and for everything that we need. And Chazal are trying to emphasize that in these wonderful days, we should be more worried about the Tsar Hashkina about Am Yisrael. And it says very, very harsh words. And I'm going to quote the words. If it wouldn't be in Chazal, I wouldn't be able to quote such words. It says, kahani kavin. Not like these kloven. That they say, have, have, give, give. And these are the kind of even that they say, that they say, I need this and I need that. And I really, I told you that Grace and Tzadikim said, Alabai, we should be like these people that on Rosh Hashanah and Kippur Give, give us what we need. Alabai, we should say with a full heart. 
But we're supposed to ask for Am Yisrael, for Asher Yisrael, Shechina, and Shechina Begalusa, the Tzara of the Shechina, and even the things that are missing to us, we should ask for. The Shem Shemayi for our Father This is what it says. So I just try to emphasize with the Moshe. I emphasize with the Moshe of Ma'adav Adayma. There was a king, and I imagine everyone will know who the king I'm referring to. So I'm not going to describe how great and how endlessly great and how wise and how wonderful the king was with the Moshe of Baruch, obviously. Who had a one and only son, and obviously the son of Amishra. But let me go to the Moshe and we'll come to the Moshe. The king had a one and only son who was unfortunately, in Hebrew they say, they say it, Shabbat, a naughty boy. And he, and as much as he was taught, and as much as he was spanked, and as much as he was shown the right way, he went and he did everything wrong, and he, was, and, he, and, he, and he did, and he went against what he should have done. And there was no great, and the king said, has to be thrown out of the house. Melech, the Mishpat, Yamid, Oretz, and he was thrown out. And the king and the son went, and he went, and he lost his way, and he went out of the city, and there was a, a, a deep pit, a deep bore, and he went, and he fell into the bore. He fell in, and he fell into the bore, he broke his hands, and he broke his feet, and he broke his ribs, and he was laying there crying, without food, with no one around to save him, until he became unconscious. And he stopped crying, he was unconscious. The king knew what's happening. He knew where his son is. But he couldn't go and save him because Melech the Mishpat Yamad audits. He told one of his sorin. He said, go, go and see where my son is. Go see what's happening. And this Sar went and he found the son and looked into the board and he sees deep down the prince is lying there, broken to pieces, starving, going to die, and unconscious. And he has to go to save him. But how, what should he do? How can he go save him? He had no ladder. And the gentleman to the board to say what happened to the prince will happen to him. But he didn't think twice. He jumped in. And exactly what happened. He broke his arms and he broke his feet and he broke his ribs. And he became broken to a million pieces. But he was conscious. Didn't lose consciousness. And he, and he had two people in the, in the board. The prince and the Tsar. And the Tsar had with him food and medicine. And here he was giving little drops of food, drops of medicine to the prince, keeping him alive. And all of a sudden, the Tsar realizes that there was a law in the country that the king once gave out a law that once a year, the king goes and takes a walk. And at this time, whoever asks anything from the Melech, any bakasha that you ask, the king fulfills. And he was sure that if the king comes for a walk, he's going to walk by this pit. And sure enough, the great hour came, and the Tsar was inside the bar, and he hears the Pamali, the king, walking by. And the king was walking by the pit, and he hears the wonderful voice screaming out from the depths of the bar. And the scream came out, Adoini HaMelech, great almighty king, Adoini HaMelech. 
And the king says, yes, my, my king, yes, what do you want from me? And it came out a cry from deep into the bar, Adoni HaMelech. It is already several weeks that I'm away from home. And I have a barn at home. And I have cows. And no one is feeding them. No one is feeding my cows. Please send one of your loyal servants to give food to my cows. So the king says, your wish is fulfilled. Anything else you have to ask to me? Adoni HaMelech comes to scream and the cry. I have another bakosha. I have chickens. Please. Send them out, send chicken feet for my wonderful chickens. Don't have any chickens. What else? I have a wife. I have a family. Take care of them. And he asked all his bakoshas, one, two, everything. And the king says, whatever you want be fulfilled. And he goes for it. And this is the marshal that Chazal telling us. Because when Rosh Hashanah comes and the king son, Am Yisrael, fell into a bar. And my boys say, we have to know this. We have to know that Am Yisrael is completely, is unconscious. More than 80% of Am Yisrael, when we, on Yom Kippur, the Ne'ilah, when we scream with all our might, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echot, larger percent of Am Yisrael are not crying. They're not screaming, they're sitting comfortably in front of television video sets, and nothing bothers them, Rahman al-Islam. They're unconscious. And Rahman al-Islam, hungry and broken, they fell into a war. Am Yisrael is unconscious. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent his Tsar. And it's a Pasuk in Chumash. It says in Pasuk when Am Yisrael made the Egel, it said HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, Leich, raid. Go down. And Chazal tell us, Go down, it refers to the end of generations. There will come a day when Moshe Rabbeinu, which, which, is, is, which is the marshal of every Jew who learns Torah, goes down. And you know what down means? Into the board. And we say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how can we fall into such a deep pit? We have to fall into American culture. We're going to break our bubbles the same as these Nebuch, these unconscious Jews. The same will happen to us. And that's what happened to us. Who is complete today? Who is complete today in our society? Who, is, who, who did break his bones today? We're all broken to a million pieces. Is there anybody who, whose eyes didn't see the schmutz? Who's anybody whose heart didn't absorb the schmutz of America, of, of, that, that, that there's Israel, or any place in the world? But we're conscious. We're conscious. We're living. And here we are in this bar. Here we are in this pit. We and Am Yisrael, we the conscious Jews, we know there's Echadosh Baruch Hu. We have a little kit of a little medicine, we have Torah, we have Tefillin, we have Yiddishkeit. And here we have an unconscious major part of Am Yisrael. And I'm going to finish the Marshal of Aserzi Make Shul because that's what I had said it the first time and I'm going to come back to us in our, now and today. In our today, several days in a year, in the wonderful days of Sphere Sa'imir. And all of a sudden, wonderful days of Dir Shashem Behimatsai, Kara'u Biyasai Korai, wonderful days of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur come. And Akadosh Baruch Hu says that today every wish will be fulfilled. And here we hear the wonderful Shaifer blowing. 
and the cry comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we need Parnosa. We need, we need, we need, we have, we have, we have cows, we have chickens. And we need, and we need, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, that's what you need. Your wish will be fulfilled. And the cry that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to hear from the pit, take me and your child out of the pit. Take me and your child out of the board. This cry, we don't say. And that's what, that's what Chazal tell us. Not like those that in these wonderful days all they cry about are their own personal needs. And I want to hear Gaboy side. You know, this, this story that I'm telling you, I have a question. This Sar who was in this pit, why didn't he ask the great question, take me out with your child? Now, I don't have the answer because I wasn't there. I wasn't there because it's a mushroom. Because it didn't happen. I obviously wasn't there. But if it happened, you know why he didn't say it? Because he didn't think it would help. He said to himself, look, I'm here, and the king is going to fill my wishes. If I tell him to take his child out, the king loves his child so much, and if he would have wanted, if he would have seen it necessary, he would have taken out without me. Who am I? What am I to make such a, a revolutionary bakoshe? And the same is true as Shalom Kippur. There is no Jew in the Jewish people between us. I'm talking about religious Jewish people. That if we could say on your Shalom Kippur, and we know this would build Yerushalayim, no Jew would say, we'd skip even the Lechaim. Guaranteed. We wouldn't even eat it for life. We're all willing to give our lives for Am Yisrael. But we say, look, Zechreinu Lechaim, Perparnosif, for all our personal happiness. Well, maybe. But to ask for the Gula, ooh, Mekivevi asked for the Gula, Rashi asked for the Gula, Rabbi asked for the Gula, Mishim Menichoy asked for the Gula. So who am I to ask for the Gula? Who am I to ask for the Gula? So therefore we don't ask for the Gula. But you know what the answer is? There's two answers. One answer is, who are you? That's not the point. The point is you are here in the first place. Because the king has to hear your cry. That's why you're here in the first place. And you don't know what your cry can accomplish. And second of all, sometimes even more important, sometimes even more important, that's not the point. Did you ever see anybody looking for, 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 for his wild that was lost? He goes, yes, did you see my wallet? He asked me for the tenth time. I thought I didn't see it. Why ask me again? Because if you really want something, you ask for it, even though you know you're not going to get it. <laughs> if it would bother us, if we feel ourselves as we are, we'd ask, and we'd ask, and we do. Rabbi Sai, we were here for wonderful, wonderful days, for consecutive days of Kedusha, of Hashkafah, for wonderful days. And the big revolution that should be made is in everyone's personal life. The big revolution that should be made in our personal life. We have to get those Getschkalach. We have to get those Amoyni Yitzidonis out of our house. 
We have to clean up our house for the Ayyadis, for the Gvira, for the beautiful Rambam's Kaleh, for Kodesh Baruch's Kaleh, the Torah HaKadosh, our Yiddishkeit. And if, and if we have a couple of Ammonius, Sidonius that we, it's hard to get rid of, we've got to get them out. Because that's the sign, we've got to get them out. This is one revolution that we have to make. But equally important, and I don't know how many hours are spent on it, but, but we heard a cry at this Yachid Kalev. And this is not the time to say give people compliments, but a cry that came from a very, very deep heart. What's about Am Yisrael? What are we doing about Am Yisrael? What's about the, the Yiddish Kinder? And we have to realize that every tefillah and every black tomorrow that we do and that we live through. And we're here not to enjoy ourselves. We're here, we came to Chathil, we're conscious. We have a target. What's about Am Yisrael? And we can do it. Of course, the first we have to clean up our own, our own houses. We have to clean up ourselves. Because if we, if we, because if we keep eye, we have affection for other Gechkalach, for the Ammonius, Sidonius, can we think about Am Yisrael? If we have a love for Paris, if we have a love for, for Vienna, if we have a love for New York, can we think about Yerushalayim? We know that love is, can be only one in the heart. Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekein Hashem Echod, period. HaKadosh Bochum created the person's heart as room for, to love one. So the first thing we have to clean out these, 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 the, the, the affection of all well, the goyas that we have in us. And then we have to start remembering Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael Tzrichim Yivosha. There was never a generation when Am Yisrael was so in critical condition and there was never a generation when it was so easy to make great, great revolutions as we see with our eyes as today. And the first thing Am Yisrael needs is soldiers. The first thing Am Yisrael needs that we should be Shleibus Nekiyidin which was the theme of, of, of these four days. That we should be never complete with love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And as many hours we can put into Torah to show our affection to Torah because this is the simon. Because if we can take that extra half hour and the extra half hour, that's the sign. The extra five minutes of going to a share of park, that's the sign whom we love. And that's what's most important. To give away a part of our life to sit in the yeshiva. These, these points, this is a sign of love. The extra time that we have. Whether we sit back because, you know, I'm, I'm late anyways, or the chaparayim. Because when you love something, when you come to the end and it's serving ice cream, you'll take the last scoop also, you don't have to have the whole, the whole Sunday. You'll take one scoop if you love it. That's the sign, and this is, this is what's important. Whom do we love? Do we love Akkadish Baruch Hu? Do we love Torah? To whom do we show affection? And we can show affection by going to a shir. And then, to worry about, if we love Akkadish Baruch Hu, we are his children. And we could do something about it. And 
if anybody wants to know the mice what to do about it, speak to them as real Zangazut, because he knows the Zangazut what to do about it. We can we and our tefillas, and our tefillas. We know what we can do. If we if we have affection to our Kodesh Baruch Hu. Rabbi said, these are wonderful, wonderful days. Our Kodesh Baruch Hu should help, and we should take them with us. And from here, Bezer Hashem, a lot of light and a lot of Avos Yisrael will go out from here, Bezer Hashem, and the Korah will see Mishyatsit Kedem.